Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Zan Tyler. If you guys missed our talk on Monday, go back and listen to that. We are talking about the importance of marriage and strengthening our marriages and not leaving our husbands out in the dust or our wives in the dust. If you know, maybe you're a dad who stays home and homeschools. And, um, you know, like you said, Zan, we're, we're seeing more and more of that. And however the Lord has orchestrated your family, your marriage does need to be one of the biggest priorities, but it's really, really hard to do that sometimes because like you said, you know, when we're home with our kids all day, it's, I think our husbands are needy, but our kids are more verbal about their needs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. the ones who are constantly asking, you know, mom, 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 mom. And then you're so tired at the end of the day by the time they go to bed. It's like, where is the emotional energy to invest in another relationship? Right, right. Exactly. Emotional and physical energy, mm-hmm. honestly. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it is, the days are very long. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that can definitely be a challenge. I know that it has been for me and, um, And so I would love for you to encourage us in some ways of what are some very practical ways that we can build up our marriages and keep them going strong through our years of homeschooling and not forget about the importance of doing that. Marriage, yeah. And let me say, when our last child left home, this was in like 2009, 2010, Joe and I looked at each other and said, you know, it's a really good thing we still like each other. Mm, Right. And so I would say that it's really important that you keep dating your husband or husbands keep dating your wife. And sometimes that it's not always possible to have a Friday night date night or, you know, your jobs or COVID or whatever keeps you from going out money because you got to have a babysitter and eat. But you know, there are ways you can have a dinner at home at night after the kids go to bed. We heard one speaker, I can't remember his name, say one night a week, he sets the table, has a dinner with his wife and tells his kids they can't come in the kitchen. And (laughs) and that gives them their time to communicate. If you can, if you can get out of the house as a homeschooling mom, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to get out of the house and be with your husband away from the house where the books and the kids are always calling your name. Right. And, um, and, and have those nights where you're together that you agree tonight we're not talking about the kids. Hmm. And I think that's really important yeah. to have some time where you're focusing on your husband. Yeah. My husband traveled quite a bit in the early years of our homeschooling with his job. And I wish I knew then uh, later when I started working for a publisher in Nashville and I started traveling with my job and realized how tiring it was. Those were things that I wished I had considered in Joe's life, trying to put myself in his position. But he was great 
about looking after me and our marriage. He always says that at the end of the day, the relationship is the husband's fault, is the husband's um, task or the husband's assignment. And if something's wrong, fix it. Mm-hmm. And so, but we we each have to give a hundred percent because there'll be times when your husband's strong and times when you're strong. Yeah. But I would say it's really important to find a joint interest and do it together, even if it's eating out once a night or I mean once a week or once a month or if you like to hike, take a weekend every two or three months or a Saturday and go on a hike together. Whatever it is you do together, mm-hmm. enjoy it. Find something you enjoy doing together. Yeah. And I think um, you just and and the other times I think communication has to be key. Yeah. I think one thing that helps, one thing I always did is I would take out a day or two days at the beginning of the school year and you know, I fast and pray and seek the Lord about what he wanted for the kids and what subjects we were working on and what needs the kids had. And then it was really important for me to convey all of that to Joe, because as we worked on the schedule with the kids together and their education together and we're communicating then he understands the stress in my life yeah. and it, you know communicates about his job i understand the stress in his life and so i think um keeping your husbands involved in the homeschooling process somehow now it doesn't mean not all husbands teach courses sure. some husbands do that's great but somehow you have to find a way for him to be a part of the homeschool. I love what Todd Wilson says. If your husband offers to do something, let him do it and don't comment on it the whole time he's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him how he can do it better. Just let him do it. Right. And and so I I think it's really important to invite that involvement. Yeah. You know, Joe was so great with outdoors activities with the kids and he always, he was a computer guy. So he's all great with the technology, but I always called him the chiropractor in charge of attitudinal adjustments, you know, (laughs) making the adjustments where we needed. But but you want your homeschooling not to be something you do, even if you're the one doing 95% of it, you want it to be a husband and wife venture. That is so important. Otherwise, you're going to lose each other because homeschooling takes up so much of your space, time, and energy. Right. Um, and there are some, you know, there are some husbands who they don't really want to be part of the homeschool <clears throat> decisions, but right. they trust mom to make those decisions. And that's okay too, as long yeah. as you're communicating that with your husband um, or with your wife. And, um, you know, I wanted to say something real quick. You were talking about the importance of dating. And one of the things that I, I learned probably too late, but earlier in my marriage was that I always had very high expectations. Like I wanted, I wanted, okay, this, this, I'm going to be super real with you. This is really kind of funny, actually, as I think about this, when we first got married, I had these dreams that my husband was going to go out and buy me a dress and he was going to come home one day and he was going to have this beautiful dress laid out for me. And he was going to have reservations made at some spectacular restaurant with amazing food. And he was just going to sweep me off my feet and be like, here's your beautiful dress. We're going to go on this nice romantic date and, you know, or take me away for this amazing weekend getaway. And it's kind of like the love language thing. Like it took me yeah. a long time to realize 
that's not how he's wired. But I went into my marriage expecting it because that was my fantasy. That was my dream. And I thought, well, this is how, if he loves me, this is how I want to be loved. And so clearly this is what he's going to do. And if he doesn't do it for me this way, then not that I didn't think he loved me, but you know, I just was disappointed. And so I often in our early part of our marriage found myself disappointed because he wouldn't meet my expectations. But the silly thing is he couldn't read my mind. He probably that's didn't even it. know my expectations. Yeah, We expect our husbands to be our girlfriends. Right. And, you know, and mind readers. Right. And that's just not fair. So we need to communicate those things. And I do think that's one of the things I was going to say. I think that love language test oh, yes. is huge. I think everybody needs to read that book. Oh, yes. Identify your husband's love language and then have your husband, you know, identify yours because right. Joe's so great about doing the dishes and the grocery shopping. And and because his lang- love language is time and yeah, gifts of time and service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is really words of affirmation uh-huh. and physical affection. So I just want to tell, I just want him to tell me he loves me and thinks I'm great every day. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> that's what, you don't have to do anything else for me. You know, right. just give me chocolate and tell me you love me. Yeah. You know? And um, so, but that is important. Yes. That's so important. Just like we learn our kids learning styles because yep. they don't learn the same way we do. Right. And if we try to teach them the same way we learn, we've got a disaster you know, in our home school, it's it's the same thing. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's so key. Yeah, you're, you're right. And so we, we do need to become a student of our husband, Uh learn, Uh you know, what makes him happy? How, you know, how does he feel loved from us? And, um, and then, you know, it's okay. And it's a good thing to actually communicate with him. You know, this is how I would feel loved. This is how, especially if you're within the first, you know, 10 years, even of your marriage, you know, I, I think we tend to think, after the first, you know, couple years of marriage, like we should know each other and know exactly what makes each other tick and what makes each other happy. And that's not, that's not always true. You know, sometimes it takes a long time. I mean, there are still things I learned about Garrett and we've been married almost 27 years. And, uh, you know, oftentimes there seems like, really? Huh. I didn't know you thought that way about this particular thing. And, yes. Uh, and that's why, you know, weekends away every once in a yeah. while, once, once a year, you should go away with your husband, yes. no matter how, how ridiculously hard it is to get away. Even if you spend the night at a campground, I right. mean, get away and talk to each other yeah. because that's the only way you're going to realize those things because your, your husband's going to change yep. just like right. you're going to change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so an older woman gave me a shower before we got married. And the theme of her devotion was marriage is hard work. Well, at the time, Joe was my best friend and <laughs> family and love. And, and I thought being with Joe's the easiest thing in my life. How could marriage be hard work? Right. Well, then you get in the midst of your marriage. And I think we have to have that mindset that we have to invest yeah. hard work in our marriages, just like we invest hard work in our kids yeah. or we're going to lose it. And, And, you know, another thing I think is just the way we talk to our husbands and Mm -hmm. treat our husbands is a small thing. But I noticed one night we were all in terrible moods. The kids 
me, Joe hardly ever gets in a bad mood, but you know, <laughs> I was helping him along in that category. And we had company come over. Well, then of course, we're all sweetness and nightness, you know, right. and we're yes, dear, and yes, hi, and, and the kids are saying, yes, we'll clean off the table. And, and <laughs> you know what? Sometimes we just need to stop and treat our husbands like their company. Uh, yeah. Just like we would somebody special coming into our homes. Right. And, um, and yeah, you know, just offer that same amount of thoughtfulness and courtesy and that quiet and gentle spirit that first Peter three talks about. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with how many words we say. I think it has everything to do with our attitudes toward life and toward people and toward our husbands, you know, yeah. Making them feel valued and Uh, like they are an important part of the family. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Zan, and I love talking about marriage. Um, I love just seeing the way the Lord works when we are willing to put ourselves out there and, and trust the Lord to work in our own hearts and become the wives and the moms that he's called us to be. And it's not always easy. As a matter of fact, it's almost never easy. Um, but it's so much fun, um, just to see the Lord grow us spiritually, you know, as a couple, I think one of the most important things, and you kind of alluded to this a little bit in the, the first episode was, serving the Lord and finding ways to do things together. And, you know, I, I think I recently talked about this on a podcast, but I can't remember which one, uh, that we were talking with our oldest daughter and just talking, I was talking with her the other day about how it's so important as she's looking for God's best in her life to find someone that she can serve God's kingdom with, like, because we're just so much stronger together. And if you're going in two different directions, it's awfully hard to serve the Lord together as a family, but when Mm -hmm. mom and dad can find some kind of common ground and, you know, I, I think it's easiest when we look for that before marriage, but even if you're already married as a couple, God has gifted you in certain ways. And so find, find what, what makes you stronger together for God's kingdom and then bring your kids into that and do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, for us, Joe's always been, I mean, since I think we were 25, he's been an elder in the church. And so he's always taught Sunday school and, and, you know, Bible studies and things like that. But it's great that we've had this ministry of homeschooling together. Because we travel together, you know, and speak together. And you're right. I mean, I'm so much better with him than by myself. It doesn't mean that I don't love speaking and and sometimes i'm out there by myself that's fine but just just doing those things together you're right Um, one thing that i did as a young wife and mother and then you know because this is before the days when any husbands worked at home i mean that just was not an opportunity there was no internet or anything um i developed a habit of praying for joe twice Mm. a day 
five minutes, just five minutes, because, you know, sometimes something happens in the day and it triggers a thought in your mind. And you think this is all my husband's fault. Well, your husband didn't have anything to do with it, but I would think (laughs) every time I have a computer issue because Joe bought the first computer 30 years ago, it's his (laughs) fault, you know? And, um, and so I found that if I make myself stop and pray specific things for Joe, just five minutes, twice a day, that it puts it helps me as um, Exodus and a couple of other places in scripture say, give a positive report, mm-hmm. you know, to the Lord about my husband, about our marriage, yeah. about yeah. the things he needs or, or wants praying for. Um, and then when you're praying for somebody twice a day, it sparks that conversation of, honey, how can I be praying for you? What do you need? Um, and then, you know, and, and then Joy says you have to learn how to fight fair. And uh, in the heat of the moment, because you are, I mean, we've had our, our two biggest fights have been over homeschooling. (laughs) So stressful, you know, and so you've got, you've just got to, I think, just accept the fact that you live and grow through conflict. And as you learn how to deal with conflict in a right way together, then that spills over into other aspects of your home. Yeah. And be forgiving. I mean, that's sometimes hard when you feel like you've been wronged. Um, but swallow your pride yes, and, and forgive. And don't, yeah, and don't keep that fifty-page journal of everything you, every way you think your husband's wronged you for the last thirty years. Right. You know, you need to like tear out the page at the end of the day and and forgive one another. Yes, and start with the new page the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen the movie War Room by the yes. Kendrick Brothers? Yes. I yes. love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. And I, I, you know, there are parts of it that are super ridiculously cheesy, but I love the narrative of that movie in that, you know, it's this wife who basically is like, you know, my husband is terrible. And she makes her list of all the things that he's done to wrong her and her children. And then, you know, the, the older lady in the movie is like, okay, now get rid of that list and let's work on you. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? I have a list. I had forgotten about that. Yes. Oh yes. man. It's... I love her prayer room. I mean, yeah. that really inspired me to find a place where nobody will ever come in my house and just right. have my prayer list post- posted. And Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a great movie. Um, yeah. I remember reading early in our marriage. I mean, within the first five years, I read The Power of a Praying Wife. And um, I don't know if you've read that book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that was such a fantastic book. Like that was really, um, there are a couple of books that have been really instrumental in my marriage and, and in strengthening my marriage, but that was one that was really, um, an excellent book that helped me to understand the importance of praying for my husband and how to pray for him. Because sometimes, you know, we're like, well, I know I need to pray for him, but how other than, you know, dear God, please bless him. Amen. You know, or yeah. please protect yeah. him. Amen. And not that those prayers are bad, but it's hard as women to understand the mind of our husbands and not that we will ever understand how they really think and how exactly they're wired because we're not men. Surprise, surprise. But as much as we can study them, as much as we can get to know them and pray for them, I think that's one thing that we can pray for is that the Lord will help us to understand them, that he'll help us to really know what their needs are and, um, and be willing to do our best to meet those needs even when it's hard. You know, one thing I did in my early years of marriage was I I committed to myself to read a book on marriage every year. Oh, wow. Because whether I agreed with it all or not, it 
it just kept marriage at the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I tried to find books by Ben on marriage because I felt like that gave me more of an insight into Joe's physical needs and emotional needs and spiritual needs. And, and, and that's really a good practice. You have to be careful what you read now. You have to read people, you know, who love the Lord and have a scriptural view of marriage or the council is going to be terrible and by and large. And, um, but, I, I think that that was a really good exercise for me. Yeah. It, it just really, it, it really helped me. I think we just have to do things that remind us that our marriage is important because just like our relationship with the Lord, we can let everything else crowd it out day in and day yeah. out and have great excuses for why we didn't have time for you this morning, Lord. And the same things with the husband after, you know, after a couple of weeks or a couple of months of that, a relationship suffers, whether yeah. it's with God or your husband or your kids. Right. So it sounds like you've read a lot of books on marriage. Is is there a particular book or maybe a couple that are in your top, like maybe two or three that you would highly recommend? I'm you putting know, you on the spot here. <laughs> that is a really good question. I'm going to have to come back and get okay. to, you know, one of the great things for us was just the book on love languages. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because there's that verse in first Peter three that tells husbands to study their wives and live, will live with them in an understanding way. And one person we heard speak said, that means you're getting it. It's the equivalent, the verb there, the Greek verb there is like studying for a PhD. (laughs) so, So I really think that the love language book is good because it's one of those things that keeps you looking at your husband or your wife every day. Yes. Like, what is your love language? What do you need? Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm trying to think other, Elizabeth Elliot was just great for me in terms of Christian womanhood and what marriage means in the kingdom of God. And I, I think those, and I'm, I can't think of any others right now. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I'll put links for sure to the five love languages. Um, that actually is a book we, we used to own. I don't know if you know this about us, but we used to own a stationery store in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, actually when, when Brooklyn was born, we owned that store. And so we sold wedding invitations and we sold really high end wedding invitations. Uh And we actually would give out to all of our brides who came in to buy wedding invitations. We would always give them a copy of the five love languages because it had so impacted our marriage and we wanted them to start off on the right foot. It was so funny. You know, people would spend, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on wedding invitations. And we were always like, it's paper. But anyway, you know, people like what they like. And um, and we just thought, you know, all these people are spending so much money on making this beautiful day and these expensive invitations and the cake and the dress and all the things. And oftentimes people don't think about how to prepare for the marriage. They just think about how to prepare for the wedding. And so we started giving out this book and we would talk to people about it. And it was, yeah, it was really that's fun. really great. How to prepare for the marriage, not just the wedding, because yeah. the wedding has become this whole end in itself. Oh, right. Right. Well, well let me say this a bit. I've loved watching you and Garrett, because together y'all have decided to sacrifice so much, Mm -hmm. give up your home, give up his career to follow this kingdom driven dream to make this movie. And I think your marriage in ways you never expected benefits from that kind of thing, because it's like you say, you're kingdom building together. And there's something that's so um, incredibly inspiring about that, even on the hard days. Yeah. 
Well, thank you all all by God's grace. Um, It's just amazing to see what he's done, but we're out of time for this episode. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to continue talking about this and give maybe a little bit more encouragement on the homeschool end, but um, I love talking about marriage and how we can strengthen our our families in that way. So thank you, Zan, for being with us again today. You guys can find her at zantyler.com, correct? Or right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zan We'll put that link in the show notes, of course. And please be sure to share this with your friends. Um, we love to bring encouragement to you every way that we can every week. And we are grateful for the guests that God continues to bring on this podcast. We stand in awe of his goodness. So thank you, Zan, for joining me today. Oh, it's been great. Thank yeah. you. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.